Welcome to Riders Report, the podcast. It's gone! Oh, what a play! The 2022 Frisco Rough Riders are Texas League champions! Now, here's your host, Zach Bigley. Hello and welcome to Riders Report, the podcast for the start of season three. I'm Zach Bigley, broadcaster for the Rough Riders, and we're very happy to have you along. The season and our April 6th opening day just keep drawing closer and closer, and we're so excited to have you out here at Riders Field again this year. This episode is something we've been looking forward to for a long, long time as we take a look back at the incredible finish of the 2022 season and the Riders winning the Texas League Championship. We are so happy to be joined by Rough Riders manager Jared Geddert along the way, getting his in-depth thoughts on his specific moments during this run. This is going to be a packed episode, so without further ado, let's dive right in to this episode about the 2022 postseason. The Rough Riders clinched their first playoff spot since 2014 on the third-to-last day of the regular season. He makes the sliding catch, and the Rough Riders are playoff-bound! It was a team that was made up of 12 Rangers top 30 prospects, three of whom were just 20 years old, and five players who had just been called up the same week from High A Hickory. Only 11 players remained from the opening day roster, and one of the team's leaders on and off the field, Blaine Krim, had just been promoted three days earlier to AAA Round Rock. Riders manager, Jared Getter. You've been with a lot of these guys the whole year, and you have an opportunity to hopefully make the playoffs, and then you lose someone, just like Krim's the obvious one that comes to mind there and how instrumental he was production-wise, but then, you know, just a guy in the clubhouse and guy amongst his teammates and what he brings there, that's good for Blaine. Like, Blaine deserves to go up, but, you know, selfishly, as, as a rough rider, you, you know that's going to hurt. And we were very fortunate in that the guys that did come up, you know, all the younger guys that came from Hickory stepped in and it was seamless. Not only seamless, but I mean, obviously did a nice job and were were instrumental as well. It's been eight years since we've been able to say it, but the Frisco Rough Riders are in the playoffs. It's game one of the division series between the Frisco Rough Riders and the San Antonio Missions from Riders Field. Their first round matchup was with the first half champions in the South Division, the Padres affiliated San Antonio Missions. The Riders had absolutely dominated the Missions down at Nelson W. Wolf Municipal Stadium in San Antonio, going 10-2 away from Riders Field, but went 15-9 against the Missions during the regular season overall. Like the Rough Riders, San Antonio had lost a lot from their first half team, but the two had played quite a great season series. Every time we played them, whether that's at the beginning of the year, end of the year, whatever, it would always, it would typically be a pretty tight, tough baseball game. Like they were going to play good baseball, so you knew that was going to be the case, regardless of what their their lineup or you know pitching staff was compared to at other points in the year. We knew we'd have our work cut out for us no matter what. Game one saw Rangers number one pitching prospect Jack Leiter on the hill at Riders Field, but the missions jumped out in front quickly. First and second, the pitch. Line drive to right center field. This one chases Zavala back. He can't get there. It's down. Hollis around 30 comes in to score. The stop sign for Rodriguez, and it's an RBI single Webster Rivas. 1-0 San Antonio in the first. Payoff pitch. Hard line drive in a center field base hit. Fernandez comes in from third. Mears getting a windmill from second. The throw cut off. A two-run RBI base hit for Connor Hollis to center field and it's three to nothing San Antonio. You know that if you can kind of minimize damage and and stop any potential, you know, bigger than a two run inning, that we're gonna have a chance because if we're not, you know, getting it done offensively the first half of the game, the first third of the game, 
we're going to at some point. That's kind of how we felt about our lineup is the way that we've been swinging the bats scoring runs. The majority of the year, but especially there at the end, that it's like if we could just give ourselves a chance, like we're going to break through. And so kind of weather that initial punch, weather that initial, you know, storm, and then it's like we're going to be okay. Eshelman offered. Flying the opposite way and fair down the right field line. Acuna around 30 comes in to score. Strom up to second, and he puts on the brakes right there. RBI double, Kellen Strom. It's a 3-1 game. Line drive the opposite way into left field. That's in for a base and we're tied. Chavez comes in to score. It's a brand new game at 3-3 in the bottom of the fifth. A three-run fifth inning tied the game for the Rough Riders with RBI hits from Kellen Strom, Scott Capers, and Evan Carter. That's why, you know, I think we were able to win. We played four playoff games and one on four because it wasn't, we weren't reliant offensively on one or two or three guys. We really weren't. Like there was, there was contributions one through nine. And it was just a matter of time. If we weren't scoring runs, you know, we were going to. That score held until the bottom of the eighth when Aaron Zavala led off the inning. Schlichtel's a 2-2 pitch. High drive out to right field. Reyes goes back and watches this ball fly. A solo shot for Aaron Zavala gives the Riders the lead in the eighth inning. Yeah, the solo homer, if I remember, that was a huge at bat. You felt for him so much because he is such a good hitter and he has such a bright future that when something was a little bit off, I think he maybe felt like it was further off than he really was. So you knew each time, like there's, it might not always be a homer, but it's like he's a swing away from it, it being pretty good. There. The Riders were not done yet as Strom and Jonathan Ornelas chipped in with RBI hits of their own to pad the lead and put on the finishing touches. Lickles the payoff pitch, runner goes, chopper first base side, and it bounces fair into the corner. Acuna scores from second. Strom heading for second, the throw's not in time. One out double up the line, and Kellen Strom with his second RBI double of the night. 3-1 pitch. In the left center field, the base hit. Strom scores from third. Chavez the speed around third, he scores. A two-run single for Jonathan Ornelas with two outs in the eighth. And the Riders pulling away in the bottom half with four runs at 7-3 Frisco. Here we go, 5,023 to their feet. And the 3-2. He got him! Riders take game one in the division series. there was a confidence and if we could play well that first game at home throughout the whole year we'd always played well in San Antonio don't know why that is but I think we were fortunate to sweep them there at the beginning of the year and then then beat them four or five of six I think the last time we'd gone there getting that first game even though we'd we'd uh, start out behind a little bit being able to come back and win that game felt pretty good you know hopefully being able to get one of the next two in San Antonio the Frisco Rough Riders are one win away from their first championship series berth in 10 years. And today in San Antonio, Texas, the Rough Riders look to take that next step up one game to nothing over the San Antonio Missions in the best of three series. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Wolf. 3-1 toss. High fly ball out to deep right field. Skender back to the warning track at the wall. Gone! Aaron Zavala does it again! This game opened similarly to the way that game one closed with Aaron Zavala blasting a home run. 
This time, a two-run shot gave the Riders an early lead. Next, in a trend that would become a theme in the Riders' postseason, an unlikely power source, catcher David Garcia, added the lead in the third. The break even. High drive out to right field. Skender back and doesn't even bother. That ball's gone. David Garcia with his first homer of the postseason, and it gives Frisco a 3-0 lead in the third. That's all the Rough Riders would need as the pitching staff took care of the rest, led by starter Cody Bradford, who went six shutout innings with nine strikeouts, only allowing two base runners on hits. The way Cody pitched, I mean, especially down the stretch, it's like he's a, he was our guy. I mean, he really was. And so you don't want to get overconfident because it's baseball and it's the playoffs and, and crazy things happen all the time. But knowing we had Bradford going, knowing we are going to place it for, like I said, for whatever reason, we play good baseball there had some success in the past there and then knowing that if we, we get an early lead it being you know that a game of momentum swings that we could maybe get them thinking like hey a few more outs and we're going home i think rivas had a i don't remember if it was the first or second inning had like a crazy long at bat and that right there nearly put cody over his pitch limit for that inning to where we weren't going to be able to send him back out there so that's a little inside thing that you know who knows and to brad's credit like he's such a machine he didn't didn't phase him he had to be fatigued but then he went out and gave us you know, i don't know how many more innings after that but it, we were very close to not being able to use him nearly as much as we had planned or, or hoped for but fortune was able to get out of that inning under his pitch count and then went on to have another another overall quality start. After Bradford left in the seventh, the bullpen closed it out and the Riders took down San Antonio 5-2 to advance. 1-1 toss. Brown ball up the middle. Acuna backhands it second. Flips to Ornelas in time! The Riders win the pennant! They have a date with Wichita on Sunday for the championship series. It was decided the Riders would meet with Wichita for the title series after the two teams split their regular season set six games apiece. Just a month before, Frisco won the six-game series at home against the Twins affiliate, walking them off three times out of their four wins. The way we were playing the game and the way that they were playing the game, um, that these were the two best teams in the league. Knowing how tight and close those games were when we just played them a few weeks earlier at home, and it took we got them four of six, but it took walking them off late um, in three of those games. And so I think knowing they're a good team, having some familiarity, knowing that if we play good baseball, we, we can have a chance here. It's like, okay, like we're gonna have our work cut out for us. Like, here we go. Humbly, it felt like, yeah, we're we're one of the two best teams in the league. Let's, let's go see what we've got here. Well, we welcome you back to Riders Field. What we wish we were doing is welcoming you in for first pitch. Unfortunately, what we are doing is we're telling you that the Rough Riders are putting the tarp on the field, and we will begin in rain delay. You just roll with the punches. You just—it's all a process, and you got to embrace it. So we just thought you basically we, we almost laughed to ourselves. Like if you thought it was going to be any other way here, like you're crazy, you know. So this was—if this is all it is, no problem. Following a 49-minute rain delay, it was time. Just slightly behind schedule, but nonetheless, we are set to go from Riders Field. It's the Texas League Championship Series opener. 
in Frisco, Texas. Hi, everybody. Alongside Chris Jarrett, I'm Zach Bigley, and very happy to have you along as Mason Engler takes the ball for the Frisco Roughriders to get this baby underway. Despite warming up then sitting down for nearly an hour, Engler made the start, and the 40 Texas native who grew up coming to Riders Field as a fan had an opportunity to etch his name into Frisco history. He dominated over his five and a third innings, allowing just one run and came off to a massive ovation from the Riders Field crowd. As Jared Getter claps his hands, takes the ball from him and listen to this crowd. A man who said he dreamed of pitching here. And he's done it in the first game of the championship series with brilliance. It was good that the fans recognize his performance but then also kind of how well he'd pitched all year I would say and you know between Hickory and Frisco. On a day in which Englert pitched so well he was vastly overshadowed by the Rough Riders offense. The one-two. Hard ground ball up the middle diving attempt by Martin it's through into left. Ornelas around third and he comes in to score. Riders lead one nothing in the first. Runner takes off, 2-2 is lined to short over Martin to left center. Chavez around second on his way to third. He's getting the windmill home. The relay to the plate is offline. Line drive to left, base hit. Ornelas in, Carter getting the wave around third. The throw is cut off, the relay to the plate, not in time. Is a line drive to third and fair past Severino down to the corner. Foscu up to second. He's flying to third. He gets the windmill home. The relay from Martin is not made and Foscu comes in to score. 5 nothing Frisco. Justin Foscu drove in three in the first two innings while Jonathan Ornelas and Thomas Sejaci added RBI hits to balloon the Riders to a 5 nothing lead after two frames. Ornelas finished the night four for five, but the true hero of the day was catcher Scott Capers. A former 17th round pick in 2018, Capers had played just 20 games with the Riders after an August call-up, hitting three home runs. He wasted no time in the fifth. First pitch is belted, high in the air to left, forget about it, way out of here. Scott Capers with a 415 foot blast. He wasn't done though, again attacking the first offering in the sixth, this time with the bags full. First pitch, Capers sends a drive, high and deep to left, and gone! Grand slam, Scott Capers! 11-1 Frisco! He was the first Rough Riders player ever with a multi-home run day in the playoffs. It was pretty cool. Kind of the initial, it's like, oh, he might have got that. From my perspective, you kind of try to appreciate like watching them round the bases and then celebrate with their teammates is awesome. It, it fills your heart up and we've got a chance here. Like we should, we should have this game um, under control and, and that would mean if we do hold on that we need to just go get one two in uh, in Wichita. So that was that was a nice icing on the cake for sure when Scotty came up and deposited another one like he's been doing his whole life. That was, that was pretty cool for the Grand Slam there. The Riders rolled to an 11-3 win to take a 1-0 lead in the championship series. The Frisco Rough Riders are one win away from the Texas League crown. Hi everybody and welcome into Riverfront Stadium on the bank of the Arkansas River 
the Wichita Wind Surge and the Frisco Rough Riders meet for game two of the Texas League Championship Series. This time, it was the Wind Surge that wasted no time finding the scoreboard just two batters into the game. He drills it to right center field. That one's down, and it splits the gap. Martin comes around third. He scores easily. Julian up to second. He stops there. one nothing Wichita, two batters in. The pitch. Hard grounder up the middle. Ornelas to his left, fields it short. Throws on to first for the out, but the run comes in to score as Julian crosses the plate, and it's 2-0 Wichita in the first inning. With a chance to lengthen the lead in the second, starter Jack Leiter exited the game with the bases loaded and two outs. Enter Tristan Pauly, who got ahead 0-2 on Jair Camargo. Swing and a miss, struck him out. Tristan Pauly comes in and strands the bags full. It's still 2-0 Wichita. And then him coming in and getting the strikeout stopped the momentum, and that was huge because that then that then if they come in hit a ball in the gap and it's you know four or five to nothing who knows normally a potent rider's offense had met their match in the form of wichita starter brent hedrick who dominated over his seven innings striking out 11 while only allowing three base runners he pitched lights out i think he would have pitched that well no matter what lineup you know whatever big league lineup you throw out against him that night he was just on it was one of those nights and I think it well, would have been easy for our guys to kind of, they wouldn't cash it in, but it's like, hey, it's just not our night tonight. Even though he was having success, like our, our intent, our resolve didn't lessen, which gave us a chance late. But yeah, he pitched really well. The Riders' resolve and momentum was helped out by starter turn reliever Owen White, who came in in the fourth and struck out all six batters he saw over two innings. On his last strikeout, he fired up his dugout. He winds back here in the payoff pitch. Called strike three, top of the zone, and Owen White strikes out all six he sees. Oh, he's letting them know about it, yeah, too. Yeah, he's talking to Isola as he comes off the hill, and tempers are flaring. Oh, baby, it's the playoffs. Fire him up. Come on. So it's been a point of emphasis all year to, to um, make sure that our, our comments and our actions are directed towards our team only. <laughs> but Owen, if there ever a moment to um, let that passion kind of shine and show through. I think that was it. And he was fired up. And, and he did. He said, after fact, like, we needed this spark. And he wasn't wrong. It was a pretty cool moment in that we had Owen pitch as well as he did, dominant outing, and provide that spark, that fire, that passion. And, and then to be able to see, like I said, everybody, even like Jack's like flying out there. It's like, okay, like everybody, like we're, it was almost a, a unifying moment for sure. There was a feeling, whether it was, you know, spoken or unspoken throughout the game. And like I said, after we limited them to two early on, when they, they could have easily had more, and then we just had nothing going uh, offensively, that it wasn't gonna stay that way for us offensively. So we knew if we could keep it, to a piece there. It was just a matter of time. The game finally turned around when Wichita turned to their bullpen in the eighth. With Frisco still trailing 2 0, Luis Angelacuna coaxed a one out walk to bring Kellen Strom to the plate. The pitch home. High drive out to right center field. Kersey to the wall, looking up, and he can't make the catch, but it's off the wall. Acuna getting the windmill from third. The throw to the plate, not in time. Strom now advancing to third, and he's in there safely. Frisco's dugout explodes as Kellen Strom driving in the first run of the night.
I don't want to say I forced like sending to Cooney, but it felt like because normally it's like nobody out there. You probably second, third, want to be a little more sure to set it up with the big inning. But just it felt like we needed something like let's go, like let's punch back here. The very next batter, Trevor Hover, tied the game. Lawyerson comes home. Breaking ball tagged out to right center field. Cabrera coming in, makes the catch. Here comes Stroud from third. The throw to the plate's offline. We are tied in the eighth inning. A sack fly from Trevor Hover scores Stroud from third, and it's two to two in the top of the eighth. He was in a two strike count and just found a way to have a good at bat. He. He had good at bats, honestly, like his whole time since he came up. He was going to give you a good at bat, even if he didn't feel as good as he, he can at the in the box. And that was, that was no different. Big moment. It didn't phase him at all. Had a really big at bat there. In the bottom of the eighth, the wind surge counterpunch. Two balls, no strikes to pitch. Drops down a bunt. So JC comes charging in. No throw to second. Throws to first. Collides with Acuna. A run comes in to score, and the Wichita wind surge take the lead. An errant throw to first. And it looked like Kersey collided with Acuna. Remember the time thing, like, okay, been nice to have have that out there, not play out specifically like that, but it could have been worse. And it was another situation where it's like, okay, if we can minimize right here, we're, we're still going to have a chance and kind of limit their momentum. The Riders got their chance. With two outs in the ninth, trailing by one, and runners on the corners, Thomas Sejaci was down to the game's final strike. The 2-2. Line drive to right field, dropping quickly and falls for a base hit. Ornella scores the tying run, thrown to third, Stowers slides in safely. We are tied in the ninth. 3-3, Thomas Sejaci delivers. Incredible, and just a, we've got ice water in his veins and he can stay so in the moment that it allows him to have success. And that was, to me, that was no different there. Two strikes, two outs. It just hits a line drive to right field like he's been doing his whole life. And it was, here we go. It felt appropriate. It didn't feel like, okay, like we're a strike away from this thing being over. It just felt like, yep, like that's appropriate. That's how this team and, and these guys play. And it just felt, it almost felt like it was, there was an element of it was meant to be at that point. After sending the game to the 10th, the Riders exploded in the top of the inning. One out of the 10th, the pitch. Chavez bounces it up the middle, into center base hit! Riders lead! Acuna comes in to score, and Frisco leads 4-3 in the 10th. Line drive up the middle, into center base hit! Chavez around third, Kersey up with it. His throw to the plate is not in time! Ornelas up to second, Capers to third. Riders lead by two in the 10th. The 1-1. Line drive into center base hit! Capers scores from third. Ornelas getting the wave around third. The throw cut off. For how tough of sledding it was offensively for all those innings, you just knew with how good the hitters we had, you know, our lineup was at that point. Like it's only a matter of time. And they just strung quality at bat after quality at bat after quality at bat together, capped off by Evan Carter's uh, two out. Uh, two RBI single up the middle. You know, it was just good. It was good hitting. They were just good at bats. Didn't try to do too much. Didn't try to have a big at bat. Just had a good at bat. Hit something hard and flat up the middle. And it, it led to four runs. At the time, you thought you'd hope it would be plenty because they'd only scored, what, three runs the whole game to the first eight innings. As it turned out, they certainly needed those runs because in the second pitch of the bottom of the 10th inning, this happened. High drive out to deep right center field. Carter back to the wall, and it is gone. 
two run home run for Deshaun Kersey Jr. And it's a two run game in the bottom of the 10th inning. You felt pretty good with a four run lead there, but like I said, they have a good team. We like who we had on the mound with Nick Starr there. They just thought, uh, they, comedically in the dugout, the same idea as that rain delay before the first game. It's like, why not? Like, if you thought this was going to be easy in the, um, in the bottom of the, of the tent in the championship game, like, you're crazy. To Nick's credit, like, didn't phase him at all. Like, here we go, Homer, so what? Like, here we go. Let's go get, let's go get three outs. With the tying run at the plate in the form of Jair Camargo, Nick Starr delivered the final pitch of the 2022 season. The one-two. High, towering fly ball to left. Ornelas back, Strom in, he's under it. He makes the catch. The 2022 Frisco Roughriders are Texas League champions. Nick Starr mobbed on the hill. The Rough Riders have their first title since 2004. What a ride. It was a little bit surreal, I'll be honest. I appreciate Kellen made, went ahead and made the two-hand catch. I love seeing the, the clip of that. <laughs> pretty, pretty, the two-hand two catch was pretty good. Personally, it was all of 2021 and all of 2022 kind of combined how good that felt to have the year in, like I said, with both both years of coaching staffs and both years of players, but it felt like an appropriate ending. Only one team gets to end the, the, their season like that in each league. And I, I, there was like a joy and a gratitude of getting to be a, a part of that. And in a very, you know, uh, short few second time span, you know, like I said, it was surreal. But it was extremely joy-filled and, and thankful all at the same time. You you feel so proud for the players and all of the work and commitment and buy-in and kind of unity that they have with each other. And the work being, you know, the work that they've done to like their entire lives to put themselves in this position to have success and make an impact on a team that's you know winning playoff games you feel a pride and an excitement and a joy for them so that's one and then the other is knowing they'll they may they don't fully i think understand or appreciate this yet but knowing how good this will be for their baseball careers and their development as far as you can want to do well for yourself but it's like when you when you do that and then you care about your teammates you go about it the right way and you play winning baseball you also grow, you grow as a player and you grow as a team and, and I think as an organization as well. So that's the, the other thing, you kind of know that this celebration, this where you really, you truly have everyone pulling the same direction on the rope, how valuable that is for their development going forward. They'll remember this, they'll remember how gross, you know, the, the clubhouse is after all the beer and the champagne's sprayed in, in 10, 15, 25 years, more than they will that at bat, you know, on August 3rd. They're gonna remember that celebration together. And so you feel like the the pride for them, for all, like like I said, the, all the hard work paying off in that moment. And then also kind of the, the foreshadowing of what they're gonna remember and that celebration is what they're gonna remember. For his efforts, Gettert was named the 2022 Texas League Manager of the Year. I'm human, so it's obviously, it's pretty cool to get that recognition, no doubt. But I'm, I'm sincere when I say, it's not a it's not a reflection of me like it's it's a reflection of 
the staff that I got to work with every day and the players who, like, I didn't have a single at bat this year. I didn't throw a pitch. I didn't make a play on defense and I didn't run to first base one time. So considering that, I, I really, I appreciate it a lot. I can't overstate the impact that Jeff um, Andrews had on the the pitchers, obviously, but just the the players overall, kind of the wisdom that he would bring day in and day out, but then also the staff and especially me, like how valuable his insight, coaching, wisdom, and even like kind of life and just friendship were, how valuable they were. 7-5, the final in Wichita. The Frisco Rough Riders claim the crown. They are champions of the Texas League in 2022. That's going to wrap things up for this episode of Riders Report, the podcast. Our immense thanks to Riders manager Jared Getter for joining us. Make sure you subscribe wherever you're listening to your podcast to get notified of the newest episode, both during the season and when we reach the 2023 season with opening day coming up on April 6th. This is Zach Bigley, broadcaster for the Rough Riders, signing off. We hope to catch you on the next episode of Riders Report, the podcast. Let's ride. Let's ride.